Question of the Week from the Naked Scientists. Hello and welcome to Question of the Week from the Naked Scientists with me, Hannah Critchlow. This week, we question everlasting love. Hello, Naked Scientists. This is Michael from Winston-Salem, North Carolina. With divorce rates being over 50%, is monogamy for humans a natural need, which is nature, or a societal concern, which would be nurture? So many other species have multiple partners, but are humans meant for monogamy? Hi, this is Larry Young, professor of psychiatry at Emory University in Atlanta. Most people would define monogamy as a long-lasting, sexually exclusive partnership between mates. But in reality, this sexual monogamy is very rare in animals. When biologists speak of monogamy, they generally are referring to social monogamy, where a pair form a long-lasting relationship, but there is occasional cheating. Prairie voles, beavers, marmosets, and 90% of bird species are socially monogamous. Rats, mice, cats, and deer are examples of species that mate promiscuously. I believe that humans have the capacity for monogamy, which is not true for 95% of mammals. Our brains evolve the ability to form enduring bonds that results in socially monogamous relationships that last well beyond the initial sex. The neural mechanisms that give us the capacity to form bonds do so by creating the emotion that we call love. Monogamy evolves in situations where it takes two to raise offspring or where the likelihood of finding a partner is low. Humans have a long dependency on parental resources, and it is likely that pair bonding evolved to ensure that the offspring are provided with the resources needed to succeed. However, I do not believe that humans are biologically sexually monogamous. In most species that biologists consider monogamous, there is also cheating. Cheating can increase fitness by increasing the number of offspring for males or by diversifying the genetics of the offspring for females. So it seems monogamy may help with the time and resource-consuming task of child-rearing in humans. There are also occasional dalliances with this behaviour possibly driven by the requirement to increase genetic diversity for future generations. And these sentiments were echoed by people on the forum. Next up, we wander the super senses of flies. Desiree Deverne will from Johannesburg, South Africa, wrote in with this. Apparently, a blue fly can smell meat from seven kilometres away. Is this true? Thanks. So, do blue flies have super smell senses of specifically seven kilometres? And if so, how? And what experimentation has told us this? What do you think? You can post on our Naked Scientists Facebook page. You can tweet at Naked Scientists. You can email chris at thenakedscientists.com. Or you can join in the live debate on our forum, which is at nakedscientists.com slash forum. The Naked Scientist's Question of the Week, brought to you in association with the Howter Wisman Foundation, supporting science and education from Alpha to Omega.